Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 307 Podcast. This is Chad. I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you guys so much for the outpouring of support for 307 Project and for the podcast. We're completely blown away by the support and encouragement that you guys have shown over the last week or so. And we are just so thankful for you. And we are so excited about the future of 3 of 7 and what it's going to deliver in the coming months and years. So thank you guys so much. Obviously, we wouldn't have anything without you all. The episode that we have here today with J.D. Malone is very special to Blake and I. J.D. is a friend of ours. And this is actually one of the first episodes that we recorded and probably still one of my favorites. So JD's got a lot to offer. He's very well respected in our community here and he has endured quite a bit of adversity through his life and has still managed to nourish, maintain, and find a balance between his body, soul, and spirit. Here it is, guys. JD Malone. We can't thank you enough for coming and sharing with us, brother. Well, thank you. I think you may have way overstepped me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a guy, but um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, and that's that's the thing, JD. It's the same, the same deal with me. You know, it's um, when it's just your life, man. You, yeah. you, it, it's hard to, it's hard to put a tremendous amount of value in those experiences and those things that you've made it through, you know, for me going through SEAL training, people look at that as being some huge, you know, deal. But for me, man, it was just my life. And, and if, if I didn't know that other people wanted to hear about it, I probably would never even talk about yeah. it. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to interrupt you. I've told your story way more than you could possibly even imagine. Uh, <laughs> I really have. I mean, you know, the, your issues with your heart troubles that you had. And then just the, God, I mean, that's just, to me, that's, that's what I, I'm old school. So I come from, we call it gut check. I mean, that's want to right there, man. I mean, that just, <laughs> that that's, that's impressive. You just don't, you don't find character like that anymore very often. So I'm sure you do in the military, especially in the seals, but just walking around character, that's not very very common here so well to god be the glory brother he gave me everything i needed to get the job done and he's still giving me what i need today to get the job done so i got to give him all the credit for all that even though i didn't know he was working yeah. at the time because i wasn't paying him no attention isn't it he, funny he, he had you did yeah. <laughs> he was working brother yeah. there ain't no yeah. doubt if you don't mind so so we're kind of Christ center here. Let's start out with prayer. Would that be all right with you? Oh yeah, that's outstanding, right, brother. Good deal. All right. Father, we just come here today for uh for your glory. We ask that you uh you be in this and that nothing but uh but your will be done with this and that that everything said here today glorifies you in a way and Father, we ask that you uh you let it maybe inspire people, not because of our stories, but what you do through us. Um, 
because we know we're we're absolutely not worthy and it's not us that that's gotten us through the situations that we've gotten through and father we just we really want that to you know to be evident in, in this podcast so we ask that you be with us we ask that you uh give us wisdom and uh give us courage to say and and do and tell the things that that need to be heard father we just uh we thank you so much and we ask that you forgive us where we fail you and it's in your son's name we pray amen amen, amen. thank you jesus you want me to start from <clears throat> i mean i can go way back but we don't need to probably do that i'm obviously you can tell by my dialect i'm not from new york or anywhere like that um i'm from a little place up in northeast tennessee called watauga it's it's when i say hillbilly it's hillbilly my <laughs> my aunt and uncle still have an outhouse um oh, man. so yeah it's i don't know if you knew that all uh-huh. that or not but um i grew up in a place it was watauga but i grew up in what they call bullocks hollow there was a am vets probably a quarter of a mile up the road that sat in between I mean, it was a hollow. It sits in between two mountains, and um, my family was kind of rough growing up. Um, my dad and my mom were really good examples. I don't know, you talking about blessed to have that kind of role model in that kind of setting. Come from a like all of my my uncles. I mean, they battled alcoholism. I mean, it's just it was very. I mean, it was just, that's what it was, is it was just alcoholism. They were just alcoholics. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got to see the effects of that. I got to see the right and the wrong, you know, how everything was, you know, from my mom and my dad, I got to see the the right examples. And then I got to see what, you know, the evidence of not, you know, I mean, I Mm -hmm. I can't tell you. I think, I know I went and got my uncle out of jail three times myself before I was, I mean, I can remember turning 18 and being able to go get him. And that was, uh, it was, it was DUI. Um, I mean, they had him for, I think he had seven DUIs. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was and the kindest hearted man you've ever seen in your life. It was just, you know, it was a disease what he had to, to battle. So, it's genetic, um, and mm-hmm. I, I I believe that. I believe if you let it get a hold of you, it'll get a hold of you. So yeah, um, I've tried to lead by example. Um, not saying I've never touched the stuff or don't or you know. It's just I've never wanted my kids to to see the bad what I saw, and maybe that's sheltering them a little bit. But uh, I've got one Brody's out in California and that's about as unsheltered as you can get out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a different world, but so that's a little bit about how I grew up really rural. Um, grew up playing ball, went to, ended up going, uh, fell in love with, with rodeo. So went to University of Tennessee at Martin rodeo college rodeo there for a little while um graduated met the love of my life my uh my wife that uh at Hiawassee I went to uh, it was a stepping stone I went to ETSU dropped out thought I knew everything went to work you know how that that goes it's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was eye-opening figured out I needed to Needed to have a little bit of education, so I went back to a little JUCO college called Hiawassee. 
and that's where I met Tracy. God's got you where he's got you for a reason and the time he's got you there. Um, Mm -hmm. So I firmly believe the only reason I was there was to to meet her. Um, Yeah, yeah. Because I can tell you, I can tell you exactly what she had on when I saw her. Um, and the bad thing about it was I was engaged at the time. I remember you telling yeah. us that story. In school. Yeah, That's um, cool. I was engaged to a woman that was in law school, and uh, um, Tracy and I was nothing but friends. It was for I guess probably close to a year. Um, but I knew I was in trouble when I saw her. I looked at my roommate and I said, "I'm in trouble." <laughs> He said, what are you talking about? I said, you see that girl right there? I'm going to marry her. And he said, but you're engaged. I said, that's exactly why I'm in trouble. (laughs) But it was totally just a friendship, nothing physical. And then the other just ended. It was just two separate. I mean, just way two separate lives. Um, I couldn't do the, you know, that social stuff that, that lawyers, I guess, you know, tend to do. Great woman. She's a fantastic woman. Just. I, I met my soulmate there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we ended up, she ended up going to MTSU after we left Hiawassee. I went to Martin and it's just kind of the short of it. We ended up with four just outstanding kids and um, grew a lot. You know, she she got breast cancer in 2008. We had our little girl was right in the middle of building a house, had our little girl in uh, May and then we found out July 8, 2008, that she had breast cancer. Um, so that was, that was, you talking about, I guess, being put to the test. You know, we all have trials. I mean, that's just, that's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. But that was, uh, I had, I've always had a really good relationship with God because of my mom. Um, but it's like anything else you, you know, when you're young, it kind of comes and goes, you know, you, uh, it's a, it's a journey. So, I mean, I can tell you, I can look back at my life and see things that I'm thinking, you know, why? Because your relationship with God for, for me personally, is so easy. I mean, you it's just it's the easiest thing you can do but yeah it's the we make it the the most difficult sometimes yeah. i mean because I, I mean he's always there and all you got to do is i mean you just got to lean on him a little bit but i've always had faith in him always trusted in him but never there was a lot of times in my life that i didn't didn't apply it, you know didn't didn't lean on him like i should um mm-hmm. But when we lived in Tennessee, we ended up moving to Georgia, but we had just a unbelievable church home in Tennessee. And uh, when we moved to Georgia, we never got plugged in anywhere. Still, you know, still had a relationship with him, still talked with him, still. I mean, I always I've, I've hoped now. We'll get into that later, but right, you know, those times I, I hoped that people saw my faith. And mm-hmm. saw, you know, you know, you can you can see people and see the way they live, and you don't even have to question. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's what I think. That you know, that's a 
a testimony of, of living, you know, you just, you try to, try to let that project, but kind of all over the board here. But, you know, after Trace got sick and I know this is absolutely corny, but I'm sure y'all have seen the picture of footprints in the sand. Oh right? yeah. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, to me that relates. I don't think my feet have been in that sand for a long time. I mean, he's been carrying me like nobody's business. It's just been, it's been unreal. Um, so we struggled, battled. She did. Um, I was just there for support. Um, but you know, regrets. I'm, I, I don't really have any regrets because the whole time she was sick, it was another level of intimate, not the physical intimacy, but just the man, our souls were just, they just connected. Um, mm-hmm. You have to forgive me if I tear up a little bit, but those times that we were together like that through her sickness, it was just, I mean, I can't even explain it. Um, here you've got, I've come to understand that sometimes even if you knew why it wouldn't change anything, I mean, it just, it just wouldn't. So you yeah. have to kind of learn to take from, from life's experiences. But I told her, you know, I, I basically stepped, stepped out of my bounds and I told her, I said, look, God's not, God's got us. God's not going to take a, a mother of four with a newborn away from her kids. Mm-hmm. And you talking about eating, eating crow. It was just, that was my way of just, that was kind of my mentality and the way I, I fought it, you know, it was like, look, we gotta, you gotta keep fighting. Um, and that was a way that I encouraged her. But then it just, it was so when it, I knew probably, I started reading stuff to try to figure out how to handle it with the kids. So I knew about two months before what was going to happen and take place. Um, wow. So trying to transition from the, you know, God's not going to let this happen and trying not, I think God wants us to ask why sometimes, you know, I think that's how you seek answers. Um, but I can honestly say I never got angry at God over that. Um, and I don't know why, because I think I had every right in the world to. Um, and yeah. I think he, you know, I think, you know, maybe if I would have, I could have handled things a little bit differently. But, you know, you still want to know. I did wonder why. And then it just, I can't remember where I heard it, but somebody it was, I was listening. I, I listened to a little bit of preaching and stuff. I, I listen to a lot of it now. A podcast is a great thing. And this old man likes technology like that, being able to have stuff at his fingertips. But that, that saying is, you know, even if you knew why it wouldn't change anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. That situation, it, it just applies. Um, I mean, it wouldn't change her being here or, you know, being gone. Um, so why let it, you know, you can let something consume you if you let it. And I think a lot of that's the devil. Yeah. You know, just getting in your head and you've got to, I love that the verse take, take captive every thought you've got to, I mean, I think once you reach a certain level, 
it's a war. You know, it is it's there's spiritual warfare going oh, yeah. on, especially with your, you know, with your family praying over them and praying for them. And um, I mean, there's there's definitely evil in this world. And I yeah. think when you when you walk close to God, I think that's when he wants you. I mean, that's just he don't want the he's already got the person that don't believe in God. He don't mm-hmm. have to fight with them, you know, struggle. Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit, you know, background about the, the, you know, the struggles as far as what Trace and I had to to deal with. Um, and while, while you're there, I wanted to ask you, what did you, I mean, how did you keep your kids? How did you bring your kids through that? Because that, having a little girl and another one on the way, that's what, you know, if I think and put myself in that situation, I think, yeah. how can you, you know, what, what did you do to keep them? Well, the the one, I mean, I can remember, I mean, I can tell you almost word for word what I said when, you know, she was in the hospital and the doctor said, look, she's, she doesn't have, but maybe a day. And I can remember taking my three boys to the chapel, looking them in the eye and telling their mom wasn't going to make it. And I just I knew I had to be brutally honest, man. You can't. I think people sugarcoat stuff to you know with their kids way too much. And I remember answering a few questions that they had and just basically just looking them in the eye and saying, "Look, this is this is what it is. She's she's not she's going to be with God, but you need to tell your mama bye." Mm-hmm. I've had people say just what Blake said, you know, how do you do that? How have you done that? I mean, you don't have a choice, Yeah. especially when you got babies. Um, I mean, don't think there wasn't a, you know, a day went by that. I just didn't want to hide in the bed, but I mean, life goes on. It happens. You know, you've got a choice. You either make the best out of it or you let it, let it get you. And, I, I wasn't raised like that. You just, you know, you got to go on. And sometimes people perceive that as, you know, trying to forget. It's not forgetting. It wasn't ever trying to forget my wife. It was trying to move on. And, and you know, I mean, as much as I would have loved for her to be here, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Um I dealt with some anger issues later that I didn't. And that's where I can tell you, you know, when we talk about the highs and the lows of your relationship with God, that was my lows. I can tell you, I walked, it's so weird because the entire time she had cancer, I was, man, I was, God was, I mean, it, it just that illustration i mean he had me i mean mm-hmm. it was i was upright because of him i was strong for my family because of him yeah. um and then after she passed away i guess a little over a year you know i mean i, I still still did what i was supposed to as a parent but i could tell little things just starting to creep in and you know, doing things or saying things, you know, that you wouldn't, wouldn't normally, yeah. you know, let a cuss word fly out here and there. And I mean, and everybody, I mean, that, 
that's life that happens but it was it was more normal for me to do that and uh it was man it was just i wasn't mocking with christ at all and mm-hmm. i was letting i let him get to me i let him you know i just i let him in my life um so but you were caught were you cognizant of that kind yes, of as, I was. as it was yeah happening? oh man as it was going and yeah I can remember a couple times, you know, one of the, I think one of the worst things we can do is look back and say, oh, I used to be this way. And if you used to be that way, you're the way you are now because you want to be, you know, because it's a choice. And it was absolutely just for me. I had I battled some things. I lost my second wife back in March. And she and I had the, the, you know, she had lost a spouse. I'd lost a spouse. We had that in common. And I let a lot of both of us just let a lot of things. It wasn't our relationship. I loved her dearly. I mean, it was, it was, it was great to have her in my life at those times, but it just, um, it was stressful. Um, mm-hmm. it, that whole relationship was just really stressful. And I feel a little guilt now. I'm not going to lie because a lot of people don't even know this. I know you don't at all, but she, uh, she had a brain aneurysm. So it was, she, she was stressed. Our relationship stressed her. You know, when you throw four kids and five, I mean, I think of her daughter as my own. Um, Lynn and I were together a long time. Um, and then you, you throw in not walking right with God and not letting God be the center of everything, the center of your life. Um, oh, my preacher said something the other day. If something comes into your life that's not of God, God didn't send it. And it's not that Lynn was a bad person. She was a God-fearing person. I just don't think at that time, man, and this is, I know this is going to hit some people and it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but it's it's just the truth. And it just, that, that relationship, I don't have any quit in me, you know? So it was always like, I can fix it. I can fix it. And man, I couldn't fix that. God was the only one that could have fixed that stressful relationship for us. Um, but that was really to lose her was just it was it was an eye opener for me just to see the way that what stress had done to my body, what stress had done to her. And I'm not saying that our relationships, why she had that aneurysm. I mean, but I do know that it added stress to her life. Um, and that's stress that I, I feel partly to blame, you know, um, but you you know in that situation you just don't get do-overs you know um and it just sometimes you just got to know when to say when and i because i wasn't i mean here here i am not being christ-centered knowing what i was doing you know we did we did what a lot of people did. Um, we moved in together. 
you know, and man, God's not going to bless that. I thought my, since we were engaged, I wanted, I wanted my kids to, I think I never tried to replace Tracy at all because you can't replace a kid's mama and Lynn never tried to replace them, uh, replace trace. Um, but maybe that for me, it was a distraction from what all went on, um, in our lives to maybe just try to start over. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't God led. It was, uh, it was flesh led mm-hmm. and to, it's taken me a while to, to realize that. And then after that went away, I knew, man, I knew if I didn't get sunk back into God and I didn't start doing right again, and it wasn't that I was, we were doing anything wrong, but man, God wasn't going to bless that relationship the way it was. I mean, we, we ended up getting married and it was, it was a, you know, it was a great day for me because for both of us, we were finally letting go. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. So once, you know, once she passed away and I saw what it did to my kids and I saw what it did to Mallory, man, I just, I knew I needed to be a man of God again and need to be a a leader. That's what, I mean, it just, it still bothers me is the way my children saw me when I was walking with God and when I was Christ centered and when, I mean, they saw the good and they've seen the not so good. Mm -hmm. They've seen the dad getting angry about, you know, just little itty bitty stuff that does not matter at all. Now I'm, I'm strict on my kids. I expect a lot and I still do, but that's, you know, when you get mad at somebody spilling something, you know, I mean, yeah. What what's a glass of milk spilled on the floor? You know, I mean, yeah. it's just it's yeah. spilled milk. You know, clean it up. Fuss and yelling, don't get it back, um, and it don't cause it not to happen. But that's where I had found myself. Yeah, is yeah. just with that anger, just right there on. I mean, it was on the surface, and I mean, you know me, you were around yeah. me a lot. Yeah, I mean, as a teacher, and I. I don't think I was very angry, no, was uh, I? Um, I? I've heard a lot of people call it patience, and I know better than to pray for it. But um, I had it then when I was walking with God, and then I'd lost it. So here, my kids have seen—they've seen Dad with Christ. Mm-hmm. They've seen—they've seen a godly dad, and then they've seen a not so godly dad. And you talking about—I mean take backs if I could take back and I, I know God will find the good in that somewhere. I know maybe, you know, there's a lesson I think that, you know, kids can see the good and the bad. So they know what it's like to have him and they know what it's like not to have him. So it's well, gotta yeah. be good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only people, not only that, but, but, you know, people listen to this, man. I mean, that's important to, to 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 share with each other that we've been through we've we've all been through both sides of that and i think it's real common now for for church folk to just put on put on that you you know you go to church you see people and they're they're just walk they're walking the line you know and 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 we need to share with each other that we we all have those ups and downs man and 
We call what a Christian F word when you say, how you doing? They say, I'm fine. Yeah, Everybody fine. says, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and one thing I want to ask you, J.D., uh, you, it really struck me when you said, I think it, it might have been shortly after you lost your second wife, that you had that rev, almost revelation that that you had to get back to a God-centered life. Oh, um, yeah. how, how did that hit you, man? How did God deliver that to you? I, I mean, right do you— hook. I read it all the way in. Yeah. I mean, tell me, tell me that story, man. It, I can remember, I can remember after that happened and, and there was a lot of man, just a lot of stuff went on. It, it was just not good for me or my family. And I can remember just, I can remember sitting in the den and it was just, I mean, it was crippling. I mean, it was like, it was being caught with one. I mean, it just, it addled me. And I thought, yeah, I, 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 I deserve this. This is what happens, you know, when mm-hmm. you, it was just, it was, I can remember, I can remember being scared to death. And in the same, like almost 10 seconds after it hit me, just a piece, no one, I can't explain it. I really can't, Chad. It was, I remember, I remember it happening, but I can't explain that feeling of going from just almost shame and just uh, a total understanding of what had just happened and knowing that I couldn't bring her back, get any of that back. That was the remorse that I had. You know, sometimes you just, you know, that flesh wouldn't, it just wouldn't let me quit mm-hmm. with, you know, just trying to fix it and knowing that what, I mean, it's on my phone Worrying's a conversation you have about things you cannot change. Praying's mm-hmm. a conversation you have with God about things he can change. Wow. And, uh, that to me just, I, I can remember that night. I didn't sleep. I mean, you can imagine. So there's other things in the background I don't want to get into that's going on. So I never really got a chance to really mourn. Yeah. So I knew right then when I got hit with that, I knew the that peace almost gave me. It was just like, all right, you know, here we go. We're it's time to fight, you know, so it just right then I just started praying started having those conversations with God, you know, way more than I had 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 in the past, probably three years, um, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that I had to have him and that that was the only way I was going to get through that. Cause like I say, there was a lot of stuff going on in the background that just, man, just crazy, stressful. And so I knew I had, to, I knew it was his way of waking me up saying, Hey, you know, snap out of it, son. It's it's time. Game yeah. on. So yeah, I like how you're basically your you know I we call it your soul, but you might you're able to learn from these lessons where I mean they're lessons. I mean that you're learning yeah. that, and you're able to actually say, okay, this is what happened to me. It is what it is. Right. And what can I take away from it? And 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 I liked how you shared that that how that affects your body you know like 
because yeah. you mentioned that even that might have contributed some. Yeah, to her. To I her, know it and also what her it did, stress level. Yeah. Also, what it did to you through stress. So I think that's a a prime example. I, I, it's almost like the soul is either the magnifying glass yeah. to your body or not, or or it's the opposite. You know, yeah. and either you're feeding it and you're building it up, or, or it can be the complete opposite effect. Yeah. Um, and you know. For me, that stressful time, I did not take care of myself at all. I didn't didn't eat well, and it, I think it goes hand in hand. You know, yeah. I think when you're as a Christian, if you're a believer, I mean, the greatest thing He gives you is your body. I mean, yeah. that's just that that's it. So I saw effects of what was pouring out of me. I've I've seen it. I've seen it hurt my, like my son. Um, he and I are a lot alike. We'll eat our feelings if you let us. And he has, I mean, he's, he's, he's struggling, but he's battling and we're, we're handling it together. We, I mean, he's watching what he eats. He's working out. I mean, he's 13, you know? Um, so I've seen it pour over into him and I, I don't want to get into the whole generational sin stuff, but Man, right there it is. I mean, it's – and so I've caused some of that. The situations I've put him in, what he's seen Dad go through. I mean, I had a friend of mine tell me that I've aged 10 years. And, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, yeah. the, the stress and what that does to your body. And so if you're not eating right, if you're not exercising. So when we started that flip house, it was – I've always been pretty active – but for me, the physical aspect of work, like I feel good when I work, when I work with my hands. I love to see stuff go from nothing to something. I love seeing that change and I like sweating. I like the physical aspect of that. So that became kind of my outlet. Um, yeah. So I started getting a little bit better. And then after, you know, it's, I mean, as far as physically for me, it's, it, I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm getting every day. I'm getting a little bit better, a little bit better. You know, Tyler and I are trying to, trying to get all that under control, trying to get back. You know, we, we will sit ups, push ups, all yeah. that good stuff, walking, running. I mean, he's got little reminders, you know, when he gets up do 40 push-ups, you know? Yeah. And so he'll do that and he'll, he'll say, dad, have you done your push-ups this morning? It's a beat you to it, brother. I already so done big mine. part of that is accountability, right? You oh, and your son. Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him and, and no, vice versa. No, absolutely not. So you get, it's an accountability partner, you know, um, just like Blake said, and it's not a grown man. It's 13 year old son that looks up to you and is like, Hey, I need you to help me do this. Yeah. And so we're, we're dealing with that. We're battling and man, we're, we're, we're doing good. We're winning that part of it. Um, I mean, there was, I can tell you coming from playing ball and, and having the background that I did, you know, health was always, you know, it was always important to me. And then to see what happens and how fast you can deteriorate, um, when you don't take care of yourself spiritually feeds the physical. Yeah. So 
for me, the, the, my, my physical just way went down. I'm talking about it's, I mean, it, it was bad. Um, I've always been blessed with good blood pressure and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm healthy, but mm-hmm. it was the, whenever you go to bend over to tie your shoes and you raise up and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Or you get up off the couch and you make those dad noises like, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, that, that was telltale signs, but, uh, yeah, so it's a struggle well, that, that part is it's getting better and it's, I think I've been made aware and, you know, I want to take care of what God's given me because I know better than most how short life is. I mean, we're here, it seems like forever, but it's not eternity, not even close. Yeah. So you want to take care of what God's given you, you know, and I've got, I mean, my oldest son, we've always, and even my oldest two, it's funny because I always say that I raised them too. And then Nana and Papa kind of raised the, the other two, the younger two, because they lived with us the whole time Tracy was sick. So you know, they played a big part in, in helping with things. Couldn't have done it without them. But, you know, there's Brody's a, I mean, he's a world-class athlete. Um, and I mean that in every sense, he's yep. world-class and, um, my, well, he's probably actually, he's competing right now in, in Lima, Peru at the Pan Americans while we're talking. Wow. So, uh, Cooper, what does he do? JD? He's a gymnast. A gymnast, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so he he's he knows what it takes, and I and I've I've instilled that in him. And my middle son's just a superb athlete. He's probably a, maybe a better athlete coordination wise and stuff than my oldest one, but. Um, he takes very good care of himself. We, you know, we watch what we eat and, um, it's just, I think Tyler's more like me. He's learned, learned from his dad, learned the bad. So I'm hoping he gets to learn the good and, and we, we get healthy together. So the kid's a beast. I mean, he's a, he's just, he's a beast, ridiculously strong. Um, got stamina for a, chunky little kid i mean he's just he'll do it he will get through it but uh yeah that's kind of where we are as far as the physical goes is i'm learning how to take care of myself again um learn how to feed me well in transitioning from there jd i wanted to to kind of pick your brain and just kind of get a rundown of of what what does your daily routine look like man what is um because I'm I'm imagining we 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 kind of got the physical part there, but I'm imagining that you that you do some stuff to feed your spiritual side and, and also your mind, will, and emotions on a daily basis. I mean, what have you found that works for you from day to day to keep you in the place that you're in? I usually get up fairly early. I'm an early riser. I'm a I'm a morning guy. I just I to me that's that's my time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kid that rainbows shoot out my rear end, you know, when I wake <laughs> up, it's just, it's, to me, it's great. So, um, I start my day off with a cup of coffee and I get in the word every morning. Um, 
and that's a learned behavior. I've got the sweetest picture of my mom. I, it's that's what she does. She'll I've, she sits on her bed, she opens her Bible, and she reads, and it's every morning. It's it's just it's every morning. So you. I mean, I don't know how you can start your day. I do know how because I've done it. I don't know how you can start your day knowing what I know without God because, man, it sets up everything from then on. I mean, so that time that I get with him in the morning, I mean, I can even tell you when the times are maybe cut short or you might not. I mean, because, I mean, the, the real of it is, Sometimes it just clicks and you get it. Now you're like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I get it. And then sometimes you'll read it and you you might not get what you're reading that day. It might not. You might not see how it's applying. And so those days might be a little bit more difficult for me because I don't feel like that that oneness with him. Um, but I've learned how to kind of be quiet and, and listen and see it play out. But if I don't start my day in the word brother, it's just, it, it, it doesn't happen very often anymore. Um, as a matter of fact, I can't tell you the last time I haven't started my day like that. Um, it's just, it's habit. I think it's a must. If you, I just, I don't, I don't see any other way. And then, so with kids, I've got three kids at home. So I always start my day in the word pray um after i read I, I always that's a big thing for me is i pray for my family you know i don't think people do that enough i think they and I, i've been guilty i mean i'm not trying to downplay people at all but i know for me i've seen the good and the bad in it and i know i mean i, I pray for my kids man mm-hmm. i pray i mean as a father the one thing that you that if I could tell you, it, it's their salvation, and they're old enough. They're getting that age now to where they've got to make that choice, yeah. you know. And you want them to, you know, like if I talk to Brody, I talked to him yesterday morning. I'm like, "Did you read your Bible? Did you bring your Bible?" And he said, "No, I've got my phone." He said, "I've already read my." verse of the day i said man that verse of the day is great but you need to get in you need to read and he's like yes sir so that's what i want you know it's yeah. that what's the old the, you know the the verses the armor you know put on the armor of god man yeah. that's that's what yeah. i pray for my kids um yeah yeah the world and we I, live in is terrible so you got to do that and i and i subscribe to that to that same program jd there's something about man starting your day off in god's word and i almost believe that that god wants the first fruits of your day so so i almost believe that that's why it's almost supernaturally rewarding and refreshing when you take that first part of your day and and you give it to him whether it's through prayer or through studying his word and i just think that's so special man because i think that's what he wants and and I and I imagine that your mama, when she got up and read her Bible every morning, she probably did that before she even checked her Instagram or Facebook account. Didn't yeah. She? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, make fun. <laughs> she has a Facebook and Instagram. Seventy two, seventy three years old. She's 
that's the way she keeps up with Brody. You know, yeah, she reads yeah. all the USA gymnastics stuff and all that stuff. So, oh, but yeah, that's yeah. something that I that I struggle with. You know, a lot of times when I roll over out of bed in the morning, the first thing I do is check my phone, and I may have all these messages on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and I spend you know ten to twenty minutes. That that is the first fruit of my day, and I spend yeah. it on the phone. Well, I still go in and read my read my bible you know after that but i almost feel like it takes away from it so i almost feel like that's not good enough and it's something i gotta work on man yep same same thing for me i i mean i sometimes i'll be get you know i'll get calls at 5 45 6 o'clock in the morning so i gotta get up real early and if i don't it's real easy for me to get up get a call get focused on work and let it slide through like you said you're in a rut all day long It's crazy how that that works when you, but I think that's what he wants, man. All God wants from you is that personal relationship. That's it. I mean, he wants you to be able to talk to him, to lean. I mean, that's, you know, that that's just, that's the basis of it. It's that free will that you take that time to spend it with him. That's the love. I mean, that, that, that's the love that he wants and, uh, I, I mean, it's hard to start my day without that. Now, yeah. now it, I'm not saying that, you know, rainbow shit out of my butt all day. <laughs> you know, that's not, I mean, life happens, stuff happens, but, uh, it, uh, that's when I've learned, especially in the last several months, I've gotten back into the habit of, I can't remember what, I think it was actually Joyce Myers of all people. She said, uh, you know, God help me. She said, you ought to be saying that, you know, all kinds of times throughout the day. And, yeah. You know, when something happens now, I'll just kind of like, yeah, okay, God help me. And mm-hmm. I mean it. I don't, it's not just saying, you know, like one of those bless his heart type deals. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, help me, you know, so. Yeah. That I, goes back to a lot of what, that Chad always talks about is the power of the spoken word. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful, man. It is. And and I want to ask you too, um, JD. I know you know you were a teacher for a long time, man, and you made a tremendous impact on no telling how many hundreds or thousands of kids. Yeah. Like I said, and the kids that you taught, JD, are are my peers and Blake's peers. So we hear. We we hear that impact probably a lot more than you do. So so you were do it, it sounds like you really poured your heart and soul into that job and and can you tell me a little bit of I guess a little bit about maybe about that and about why did you decide to make the transition now into being a business owner and, and having wow. your your real estate company? Um. Well, I mean, the decision to do what I did was based, I mean, Blake and I was talking about it before, um, being a single parent and doing teaching like Jeff Hawkins, I taught with, 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 we call him Hawk or Hawkins. You spend an enormous amount of time with, with kids. And it's the, I mean, I can, I can remember coming home because I came off the road. I've, I've always, my degrees in ag business. So. I actually, I came off the road. I was a, a regional account manager for a company called Preford out of Mount Pleasant, Texas. And I spent like 180 nights out. 
And I came home one night from a Florida run and my wife just broke down. And she said, I feel like a single mom. And so, I, I mean, it was, you know, we had a sales meeting in two days and I broke it to them that I was resigning, um, ended up just trying to find my way and uh, applied for that teaching job at Rock Martin. It was, I mean, they hired me. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I come from off the road with all kinds of freedom. If I wanted to eat so-and-so, you know, I'd eat so-and-so. And so I went from freedom to what I perceived <laughs> as jail um, because I had to call somebody to watch my class if I wanted to go pee. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, that's that's just so it was a huge transition. I could not have done it without Hawkins. Um, he just... He got a way of motivating and, oh, yeah, you know, come on, you can uh-huh. do it. He's a military guy, so he knows how to motivate. And so I ended up sticking it out. But I can remember that first three months absolutely coming home and dying in my recline. <laughs> I mean, 7.30, I get home about 6.30, 7, and I'm talking about pass out. My wife, Tracy, was like, are you okay? I'm really worried about you. The most stressful job I've ever had in my life, wow. but the most rewarding, hands down. Um, and those are high school kids, too, that oh, are constantly in, in that class. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was almost like a game to try to escape to the shop or something. Yeah. So J.D. had to always make sure the doors were locked, that no one could go <laughs> sit back in the office. We, we sit back in the office all but, the time. Uh, I mean, it was just total shenanigans. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you can imagine a bunch of high school kids and, you know, my way of, you know, agriculture, I wanted them to know about agriculture. I wanted them to know where their food come from, but man, more than anything, I just wanted, it was, it was fun. I mean, I, I could take Blake any, it's hard to tell how many competitions I took. You know, so, I mean, you get to spend a lot of time with these kids and you, I think it's actually your aunt. You know, Phyllis was talking about you spend more time with my kids than I do. Yeah. And that's a you really don't think about it. But, man, it's the truth for a lot of those kids. Yep. Um, so to me, it was a it was so rewarding to see kids make something out of themselves. I mean, like when I pulled up to Blake's house, it just smile came on my face, man. It's mm-hmm. it's good to see it's. I call them my kids because, I mean, Blake's not a kid anymore. He's got, got one and another one on the way, but it's just good to see them do good, you yeah. know, and to think that you got to spend, you know, a little bit of time with those kids and just to see that, man, it just, I loved teaching, but after Tracy passed away, it was either I had to make the decision to raise my own babies. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I was good enough financially to where it wasn't, I mean, it was just, it was a blessing because I knew that they needed every bit of what I had to keep them. Because when something like that happens, I played ball with a couple guys that had lost a a parent and one of them went one way and the other one, the other so yeah it's a you're talking about a fork in a road and if yeah. you're not present and i mean my kids call me the stalker that's what they <laughs> they, they said dad you stalk us that's my job you know i keep you know yeah. I, I i get their phones i want to know what they're doing they're kids man they're I, I know what the world's full of so yeah i knew chad that if i didn't 
make that decision to raise my kids that somebody else would and well, it might not be the one that you want you know that's well, right I was, i'm reading a book right now uh by dr miles monroe i don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of him it's called the fatherhood principle uh-huh. have you read it i have not read it i have heard of the book it's though, an excellent sure. book but there's a part in there that when i read it, it it made me think of you and he's talking about how the man <laughs> is the the anchor of mm-hmm. his family and and it actually used the example if something happened to your wife what do you what would you do and it said the the man you got to drop your anchor fast yeah and and the anchor's no good unless it's hooked onto the solid rock yeah. that's keeping and if you don't your whole ship which is your family could yeah. float off and that's exactly what you're telling us here is yeah. that that you dropped everything yeah yeah and i was just honestly it was I was blessed enough to be able to do that because I don't know what I would have done if I would have had to keep that job. So God knew, man, God knew exactly what, what I needed to do. Um, and you know, I mean, he knows it all. So he, he knew that those kids needed me and he, he provided a way. And, you know, I had my wife and I published a rodeo publication for, I want to say 12 years, I guess. So, I got to work from home and do that, and then um, I ended up selling that business in 2015, I think. Um, it just wasn't the same without her. Um, we were a great team, um, and it just—it was a lot of just, you know, hard memories yeah. um, and hard to do without her because she was man, she she was the, that magazine. She laid it out and would send it to the printer and i'm terrible at like graphic art i can i build ads and and did all that but as far as the laying out the detail stuff i'm terrible at it um Mm -hmm. so i had to hire it out and it just wasn't just wasn't the same without her so yeah um i sold it and started basically investing in some i've always liked property um so just kind of did that but you know ended up getting my real estate license and it's rewarding i like doing this um but it's nothing like teaching that's why i was telling blake i'm it's weird because i they had offered me my position back or offered me to interview for my position back at the high school and oh man i'm telling i came to rock mart like twice look for houses because I wanted to get that interaction again, but it just prayed hard about it and didn't find that peace I found in my life for me. If that peace isn't there, that's not God. You know, that's yeah. not what you're supposed to be. And it's hard to put your wants and not be still and kind of listen. You know, I was kind of at that crossroad. I just needed to be quiet and and, and wait. And it just, it, that peace just never came. So, um, it just wasn't meant to be. So other opportunities are coming, you know, for me to get back in classrooms and and interact. Mm-hmm. I love high school kids. I don't know why, because y'all drive an old man crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, it was, man, it was just, it was a blessing. It was a rewarding job. Um, uh, but it just not, the timing was off. So that's how that's I got right. from not teaching you know it just i just made the choice to raise my my babies yeah yeah and i love that man because there's a tremendous lesson there 
and 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 i think it's awesome how you were able to to listen to god and and to and and to be cognizant of that peace that he that where he was giving you that peace you know i mean that's just that's awesome it's so important to stay stay in tune with him like that yeah yeah Yeah. and uh, i mean my life's full of not listening to and that's you know that's what we were talking about earlier so you know you've got to i'm one of these if i stick my finger in a light socket i know not to do it again i really do try to learn from my mistakes um and i've really tried to instill that from my kids because you see people making the same mistakes over and over and over and man if you've got god to kind of lean on you don't yeah you, you know you don't have to make those same mistakes. So yeah. you can yeah. do the right thing the first time. So, yeah. And I think the hardest part, JD, for, for, I know for me was just turning it over to him, man. Just turn it's so yeah. hard just to turn it all over to him. And, it, uh, yeah. and I, and I, I was able to do that just a few months ago when I had, I had a vision, man. And, uh, Blake, you know, that vision and, yeah. um, and I was able to turn it all over to him, and he has just worked things in my life that I could have never even imagined. I mean, the stuff that ha- that's been happening is just absolutely—you couldn't even make it up or dream it. So yeah, um, I, I hear you when when you say when you say leaning on him to me, it, it resonates to me. It's like you're saying you turn it over to him. That's kind of your way of saying it is leaning on him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but, and that's it. I think we're all guilty. I know, man, I, I kind of use the analogy of driving. I'll let him drive for a while and then I'll yeah. just take that wheel back. And yeah, usually yeah. where I steer myself is not, not where he was taking me. <laughs> so, yeah. Same here, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's human though. I think yeah. that's, uh, maybe we can learn to learn from all that stuff, but, yeah. uh, making the wrong mistakes or taking the wheel. But yeah, yeah. that's, that's exactly right. Maybe it's yep. my way of saying it is uh, leaning on him. Yeah. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Is there anything that you can say to another man that may be going through a similar situation that you went through? Is there any just just piece of wisdom or just any little just to kind of sum it up? Anything that you want to say? I don't know that there's just one thing that you can, you know, you've always heard the analogy god's not going to put on 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 you more than you can handle uh, yes. i mean it's you know and you got to believe that that's the big thing is mm-hmm. you got to have confidence in yourself and you find that confidence you know they talk about fools in the bible a lot and that's the self the overconfident person but if you find that confidence in god that you won't have to go through the this crap that I went through, the the walking without him and, and, and the learning and just know you can do it. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, I know I've been to two funerals here by, in Polk County of women that, you know, have passed on from breast cancer and they, they've left kids with, with men and, you know, know that you – I look at it as I don't have a choice because of the way I was raised and the foundation I have. But a lot of people choose not to, you know, just walk away and you, man, it's so easy to do that, but it's 
you can do it. I mean, it's just absolutely, yeah. it's, it's what we call, I call a gut check. I mean, you get up, you pick yourself up and you, you go on, you do the very best you can do that day. And tomorrow's a different day. Wow. You yeah. can't look down the road and say, Oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Um, you've got to live the day for the day and do the best you can that day. And some days, those days are going to suck because your best is not good enough. Um, But you got to know that there's a tomorrow, you know, you, if, if there's a tomorrow you wake up, you're blessed with another day. That's good. Just start all over and do it again. Mm, Come Um, on now. And it's, I mean, you kind of eating an elephant. You just, you know, it's one bite at a time. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that's, you know, if I could give any piece of advice, it would be to stay Christ centered. Don't do what I did after, you know, I, it was so, it just didn't make any sense. The whole time Trace was sick, I walked with God. I mean, he was the one carrying me. Those footprints were his, they weren't mine. And then after she passed away, I let little things just start creeping in let the devil back into my head and just, you know, if it's, if it's not of God, it's not good. So that it's taken me all of that, all of what we've been through the last probably three or four years and losing a second wife that was just devastating. You know, it's just, it's sad to say that that's had that's, it's taken that to bring me back. And the whole time I was going through that, I knew, Chad, I knew what I needed to be doing. I knew yeah. that I was not walking with God. And I was so just stupid for not doing it. But that's the thing, man. You just got to just gotta keep on. I mean, I'm still here. My kids are still here. They still yeah. need a daddy. Yep. And I try to be a mama sometimes, but that don't. My little girl's more like a boy than she is a girl. So, you know, if it's not bleeding, don't come to dad. Yeah. You know? And then if it is, you know where the band-aids are. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's, I, it's not that great greatest of advice, but you just got to keep on, you know, just keep digging in. So, yeah. No, that is that is the greatest advice that you could yeah. ever give JD. It's, it's that that it's that never quit mentality, man. That that you have. It's so special. It's the only advice, really. Is is the answers are there if you can just stay Christ centered, as you call it, JD. Right. Um, that the answers are there, man. So just got to be uh, disciplined to do it. I mean, it, nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear that because it means, all right, now I've got a bunch of bunch of work I got to do. Well, yeah. you know, the thing, the biggest thing that I hear, and I, I mean, I come, the the crowd I used to run with is, the, I mean, they're they were rough. I mean, I used to, I used to do. They called me Preacher Pud, and we won't get into my nickname, Puddin. <laughs> um, but uh, so I would do cowboy church on Sundays at at these big uh, ropings and stuff and it's just so I mean the simplicity of that relationship yeah and you talk to people about it and man it's just it's you it's so simple we overthink it yeah and uh, so many people see they I don't think as Christians we show enough joy 
that's the thing because so people think oh you I know i'll i'll be a christian you know later on you know i'm going to go party and have fun and do what i want to do and they don't see the fun you know or the joy of yeah. being a christian that that doesn't we don't i know i don't project that enough so they don't know i mean we don't as christians give that persona of how how great it is you don't have to go drink 12 beers or, yeah you know do whatever it is to do to get your fun on you know yeah. um you can you know you can be happy without yeah. all that stuff and they just see christianity as a, a almost like a cage instead of you know honest and truly what it is is it's an open cage right. man it is um, it's, it's the only true freedom that it, that exists in life man yeah and whom the sun sets free is free indeed brother amen and that's it so yeah well i'll tell you what jd i i really I don't even have words, man. I, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so appreciative of the courage that you had to share this, man. You're an amazing man, brother. And, well, thank you. Yeah. And Blake, you got you got anything before we close it out? No, just thanks. I mean, that's yeah. you're thanks you're a big me. part of. I mean, honestly, you may not <laughs> feel like you're a big part of my life, but we're all you know, basically a result of, of who's around us. And, and I spent several years in there and lots of time with you. And, and a lot of you rubbed off on me. I look up to you and it means a lot for you to come over here and, and spend you. time to do this. So you're a, that means more than you'll ever know. It you're really definitely does. a role model in, in my life. So thank you, Blake. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you again, JD. Thank you, Blake. Three of seven. We're out.